This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on what are the stressors young people face nowadays. So what are those stressors? Number one, social media. Kids are under constant pressure to be on it. There's more stress if you didn't get 100 likes. Stress multiplies if my selfie isn't good enough, right? Some kids delete posts that have less than 100 likes. Other kids are buying likes with parents reporting their credit cards used for like purchases. Did you hear that? $29.99 for 100 likes. $49.99 for 200 likes. $129.99 for 1,000 likes. Yes, you can buy up to 2,000, 4,000 likes. Think about that. Buying likes. With the constant obsession over social media, kids are constantly comparing their lives to others. Right, Wherever you are, kids' life is never good enough. Their current location is never good enough compared to their friends. The stressors all add together. Parental relationships, friendships. How about academic testing? Right, Testing is not teaching. Testing, you have to do well to get into college, get the right job, and be perfect. So kids are being programmed too young. Third graders are being asked what they want to do with the rest of their lives. How about this stressor? Conflict, it never ends. Some kids are up all night with Snapchat, engaged in interpersonal difficulties. There is no turning it off. There is no you leave school and then you go home and you don't think about it till you go back to school. No, it's all the time. And there's an unnecessary added degree of intensity. Teens are watching their friends and making sure they're aware of their friend's suicidal ideation or making sure they're aware of a relationship breakup. They say it's their job to be hypervigilant and keep track of their friends. Or how about the stressor of kids not being, uh, act, not activating and stimulating their imaginations? What causes this? Number one, too much structure, right, and too many video games. There's a lack of play because of being overscheduled and overly structured. Video games actually squelches imagination. How about the stressor of caffeine consumption? This is a major stressor, and kids are taking caffeine younger and younger. you got first graders and second graders showing up drinking coffee. Or how about the stressor of a parent who passes away and the oldest child has to take on mommy's roles like laundry or cooking? Middle schoolers are babysitting the younger kids. This can result in unresolved conflicts. Right? These responsibilities take over the schedule and hamper playtime and imagination. How about parents' stress affecting their kids? How about parental peer pressure? How about parents feeling pressure from other parents to make sure their kids have the latest gadget? Right? They're, they're, they're driven to keep up with the Joneses. How about the constant pressure to be the best athlete, get the best grades, Everything is about being the best and there's no relaxation time. There's no pressure, right? No, the truth is there's tons of pressure to be the best. And we know that sports can be a great thing. Kids learn how to be selfless, a part of a team, and be part of something bigger than yourself. Kids also learn how to follow directions from someone besides your parents. But let's talk about some of the disadvantages because when it comes to sports right now, that's a major stressor. Kids are not playing anymore unless sports are scheduled. Instead of playing freely, everything is governed by parents. And they aren't learning to negotiate rules and engage in conflict resolution because parents 
govern. Parents are in control. As John Tower uh, writes about in his book, Why Less is More for Wasps, Well-Intentioned but Over-Involved Sports Parents, basketball courts and baseball fields across the country, except for the inner cities, they're empty because everything is scheduled by parents in club sports. And then, of course, you have kids comparing themselves to other people, you know, their standard of how they measure up. Uh, and then you have over-involved parents, which sometimes leads to less respect for teachers because families are sort of getting involved. Sometimes parents are not backing up the, the, uh, the teachers. Um, and so you have a whole lot of stressors that young people are facing. So let's talk about some of the things that we can do as parents uh, when we're dealing with all of this. Number one, we want to acknowledge that research shows that more screen time leads to less happiness. Less happiness. Study after study, the greater amount of use of social media, the more unhappiness kids experience. It's both the compare contrast, it's both the FOMO, fear of missing out, you're never in the right place at the right time. And there's several other factors, including the squelch of imagination. And, and now we know that, that teenagers are spending less time with their friends. They're not going out. It's because they're in their bedroom on their phones. We want to encourage teens to uphold communication standards with their friends, such as something simple like, please don't look at the phone when we talk. We want to make it a priority to have technology-free dinners as families. Establish screen-free zones in the house. No phones in the bedroom or at the dinner table. Identify another location to be phone-free, such as the library or the TV room, when the family watches a movie together, so we don't multitask with other screens, as an example. Another thing we can do is make the car phone free. You know, come up with red light questions to ask kids that lead to meaningful connection. Establish a park zone on the counter for phones during sleep time. All family members place their phones in the park zones one hour before bedtime, as recommended by behavioral sleep medicine specialists. Families can also have regular family discussions on what it means to have freedom from phones. What does it mean to be peaceful without phone access? When teens reach for their phones before their towels after a shower, they have a real need for connection. So what are authentic ways to connect besides phones? How can we approach family vacations without phones? On the topic of FOMO, fear of missing out, does my child have a fear of being left out and why? Sometimes engaging in these conversations. Have you ever felt left out? Um... What are some ways that you can cope with that? Have you ever noticed others feeling left out? How could you reach out to those other kids, those other preteens, those other teens? Establish a principle of not getting drawn into social media schemes established for the purpose of keeping users on social media for longer periods of time, like snap streaks on Snapchat. In addition, the context of discussion Having conversations on freedom, 
This helps teens and tweens develop marketing savvy, and they think critically about their digital footprint in social media apps, shareable gifts, product reviews, hashtag campaigns, and geofilters, which create overlays for Snapchat. They all have the same mission. They use kids to do their marketing. So recognizing, being educated on these social media schemes and having discussions on freedom and, and knowing. So, so when a kid watches a commercial, say on a, uh, you're watching, the family's watching the TV, what are they trying to sell here? And, and then applying this to uh, product reviews, the gifts, hashtag campaigns, and other things, having a discussion on freedom is key. This is just a sampling of some of the, the plans uh, that, that families can, can do. And, and I, I recommended some of the steps for taking action primarily on social media. But the big three are exercise, nutrition, and sleep. Having balanced, having balance, having time together, and um, engaging in prayer and worship to God, engaging in family rituals and routines to express love for each other, Having family time without um, needing to be entertained, but instead asking some of the key questions, how can we influence the culture? How can we establish our mission for our family that's not being dictated by others, by marketing companies, um, by social media platforms? These are all great conversations uh, to have, and, and I think these are also ways to engage in coping strategies and dealing with all of the stressors, all of the stressors that young people face nowadays. So enjoy your family. Live victoriously as you take on the overload of stressors that often feel like the waves of an ocean. They're up and down. They continue to come. But when we equip our children with powerful strategies, coping strategies, and strategies towards social media, and strategies to, to deal with relationships, and strategies in order to maintain balance, our children and our families can live victoriously. This is Dr. Daniel Vanningen with this week's parenting podcast on the key question, what are the stressors for young people nowadays?